the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, well, good afternoon to you. Thanks for coming along. Monday edition of The Ride Home. Kath, good to see you as well. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, John. Good weekend for you? Very thrilling weekend. Was it? It was. In what it was way? great. I had no idea. Um, it was parents' weekend oh, up at right. uh, a local college where my our child, not yours and mine, um, I think a lot of people who listen to the show might think that we're married. No. I think they I do. I don't think so. So I'm just, every once in a while I want to clarify that you have your children and <laughs> I have my children. Really? Yeah. All right. Anyway, our... local. So do you have a t-shirt that says a local college on it? No. A local college. I love a local I college. Didn't, I didn't wear any swag. Here's to me, a local college. <laughs> Listen, uh, Saturday was one of those days where you're not sure what to wear. You need your transitional wardrobe. Sure. Do you know what I mean? From the need, back. You need your sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. You need perhaps a light jacket. Umbrella. You might need a scarf. You definitely need an umbrella. Mm-hmm. You can't wear like suede shoes or good boots or anything because mm-hmm. it's going to be – anyway, it was just a lot. Yeah. And you should bring sunglasses. So we went from the pouring down rain mm-hmm. to I need my sunglasses to taking off the sweatshirt. You know what I mean? It was one of those. Right. I had to put a lot of clothes in the car But still a good day. It was a great day. Hanging and out with the kids. Getting ready for the day was very exciting. I felt proud of myself because due to the home renovation, Saturday we had no electricity all day Mm -hmm. because Bill, the electrician, was installing a new electrical service. So I had to prepare myself, shower, exercise, shower, get ready, no power, which is hard for a girl. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. I know for you, you're thinking with a guy, like who cares? I mean, it wasn't you weren't taking a shower in the dark or anything like that. I mean, you know. I mean, it was in the morning, so right. it wasn't dark, but there was no light in the bathroom. What's the deal with the electrical service on a Saturday? Aren't you a little suspect about that? It's like, is that a discount rate? No, he decided to do it because he thought it would be less intrusive for you. Doing no, for the people working on our house, not for us. Oh yeah, right. Oh, you're... Yeah, they'd lose a day's work. I see. You know oh, what I yeah, mean? he was doing because okay, they good. wouldn't be able to use the power. Right. 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 So that's what that was. But anyway, now you have power in a new box. I, exactly. And I felt good about myself. The gray was, thing. Mm-hmm, it's huge. Mm-hmm. It seems very safe. Is it more power now? It is more power. Don't you like that? More power is allowed. And when my husband turns on his guitar amplifier, he no longer gets the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that means fully grounded. Excellent. Good job. Yeah. Welcome, welcome uh-huh. to the 21st century Thank there. Thank you so much. It's very what nice. happens when you live in a 100-year-old house. All right. Hey, uh, as we always do, we get underway with the uh, the news stories of the day. Why would today be I any think, different I at all? I don't think today should be any different. All right, Cass. So please, without further ado, give us the top four at four. It's a Monday, people. It's also a new month. May 2nd, 2022. That's crazy, huh? I love it. It's my favorite month of the year. Number one. 
The Supreme Court unanimously ruled this morning that the city of Boston violated the First Amendment when it rejected a request from a Christian civic organization to fly a flag bearing a cross on a flagpole outside of City Hall. Hmm. Justice Stephen Breyer delivered the opinion, which sided 9-zip with activist Harold Shirtleff and Camp Constitution, a group whose mission is in part to enhance understanding of our Judeo-Christian moral heritage. The case, which is known as Shirtleff versus City of Boston, arose back in 2017 when Shirtleff, director and founder of Camp Constitution, asked to fly, which was characterized as the Christian flag outside of the City Hall in Boston. Since at least 05, the city has allowed groups to hold flag-raising ceremonies in City Hall Plaza. Um, throughout the program, flags have been displayed that include those of other countries. Sometimes flags mark Boston Pride Week. Um, between 05 and 2017, the city approved an estimated 50 unique flags. Mm. Um, Boston did not deny a request to raise a flag until 2017 when the whole issue of the Christian flag came up. Um, the city denied the request due to concerns that displaying a religious flag outside of City Hall would violate the Establishment Clause. And then Shirt left sued, argued the city's refusal to allow them to raise the flag, violated free speech rights, and in his opinion, Justice Breyer wrote the case turned on whether Boston's flag-raising program expressed government speech, and the court concluded it did not. Nine zero. How often does that happen? zip. Probably not all that much. Number two. Gas prices rising again, Mm. but a jump in the cost of diesel might be a bigger concern. The average price of gasoline increased by nearly 18 cents a gallon in the Pittsburgh area in a week. Yeah. That's okay. crazy town. What was it? A buck 32 from last year. Unbelievable. Diesel has skyrocketed John to the highest level ever seen and is now a dollar per gallon more in many areas compared to gasoline. And of course, you're going to see that in the grocery store. You're going to see that in the hardware store. It's crazy. You're going to see that on your next flight. Everywhere. For jet fuel, it's going to be all have across you, the place. Have you experienced... Some severe moments of shock? Yes. Holy when I moly. filled up my tank on Friday. Just in the grocery store, you go, what the heck's going on? Or going on? out to eat? Wherever. Wow. And it's super expensive. Wow. Super, super expensive. Number three. Companies nationwide are struggling to get employees back in the office, but not in one particular city. Did you see this? I've been reading about this. Uh-huh. And this, the winning city for numbers of people back to work is... Austin, Texas. You are correct. You are correct. Austin offices, 59% occupied, cracked the 60% threshold last month. You see it out here in our parking lot today coming in. For sure. Uh, for the first time in a long time. We're like six rows back now. I can't believe it. Me too. I really cannot believe it. Anyway, Austin's the place to be. Nearby neighbor Dallas, several percentage points behind it, 49% occupancy. San Jose, California, lowest attendance rate in the U.S. cities at 31%. San occupancy. Jose. San Jose. Do you know the way? That's probably the problem. I've been away too long. Mm, I might go. get lost and lose my way. Or I'm just going to stay at home and work there. Did Dion Warwick sing that? I think she did. I hated that song. Why? Because Why it has do you that hate weird? that song? Cause, cause That's a good song. I don't like it at all. What? I really don't what like it. What is wrong? Number four. <laughs> And the Pens taking the day to gear up. They begin round one of the NHL playoffs tomorrow evening versus the Rangers at MSG. Puck drop 7 p.m. And that's your top four at four. Very nice. L.A. is a great big freeway. Do you love Madison Square Garden? Oh, I have been to Madison Square Garden multiple times. I've never been there. I mean, I've been to the outside. But I've never been inside. Because that's where the Pens Oh, that's where the Rangers. Yeah, of course. Fabulous. I love... Oh. If I could go back and do any sporting event... 
I would love to go to the Big East Championships at oh, MSG, which oh, yeah. I watched religiously but was never able to attend. Multiple times, yeah. Madison Square Garden. Really Listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to disparage an entire group. But New York sports fans are the worst. Yeah. I they are you. the worst. I believe you. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's what I think about when I think about the Garden. Well, let's oh, just sorry, that guys. the Pens get some like influx Miracle? of adrenaline or something what's been going on with the pens here they it's, look so promising early in the year and then all of a flagged. sudden the wheels have fallen Things off are really right christy how do you feel about it i'm distraught yeah exactly yeah heck's sake of- right what's going on guys uh-huh. all, right. all right we're gonna step away when we come back greg clugston uh srn news white house correspondent with us in his weekly slot we'll talk about this week in the nation's capital mm-hmm. as we kicked off kick off a brand new weekend month on the ride home WORD. What happens when you open God's Word every day? I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you every weekday here on the radio. I see the transforming effect of God's Word daily. Lives are changed because His Word gives us insight for the challenges we face and encouragement in our walk with the Lord. Join me and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 9.30. Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. Moms, wow, aren't they special? Doesn't that word just warm your heart and make you feel loved? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and I am so blessed to get to work side-by-side with my mom every day in our family business. And right now, my mom and I are planning for a special day for you and your mom on Mother's Day. Every year on Mother's Day, we barbecue chicken quarters over the open pit outside with our secret butter sauce. Baked beans, corn pudding, coleslaw, macaroni salad, ho-ho cake, and more will bound inside to go along with that tasty, tender chicken. When I was a teenager and we first started cooking for crowds, all my mom wanted for Mother's Day was for us five kids to help get ready to make this a special day for our guests. So bring your family and come hungry to enjoy the wonderful farm-fresh meal that we started all those years ago. Oh yeah, live music and free cones for moms too. Let us share a little of our farm with you. The Spring House in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com code 3388. Enjoy! When it comes to your child's education, consistency is key. And in a world that's been anything but, parents have found an unshakable educational partner in Eden Christian Academy, where students experience an engaging, rock-solid Christian education at each of their three North Hills campuses, enabling them to thrive academically, spiritually, and socially. 
Schedule a personal tour today and see what a consistent quality pre-K through 12th grade education can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. We go to the White House first time every Monday with Greg Clarkston, who joins us as the SRN News White House correspondent, brings us up to date with the goings-on in and around the nation's capital. Greg, welcome back. Happy Monday to you. Thank you so much, John and Kathy. It's always a good way to start off the week for me, too. Oh, I like to hear that, Greg. Okay, let's start with uh, primaries tomorrow already. I I know the election cycle never stops. Campaigning never, ever, ever ends. (laughs) Uh, But it looks like we've got primaries tomorrow in Ohio and Indiana, yeah? Yes, uh, and uh, Ohio is of particular interest to a lot of Republicans because uh, a certain individual, former President Donald Trump, has placed a lot of importance himself on the state of Ohio in terms of his endorsements. He's endorsed a slew of candidates all across the country, but he's mm-hmm. paid particular, uh, particularly close interest in Ohio. Uh, and Ohio, for a lot of reasons, is always very important when it comes to uh, the results of the presidential elections uh, in terms of uh, Republican prospects. So there's a lot riding here for the GOP, and it's interesting because uh, the uh, the former president uh, really you know sees himself um, and in many ways still is a, a very uh, important guiding force uh, within Republican Party politics, and um, since he has gone out um, you know across the country with so many endorsements, there's going to be a running scorecard now really mm-hmm. to see uh, how well his influence continues to hold up or not hold up as we go forward. J D Vance is the GOP Senate candidate in the primary tomorrow that has Trump's backing. And uh, he is holding, uh, uh, according to the, some of the latest polls, uh, like a five or six or maybe seven point uh, percent edge over uh, over the other candidates really? in that close race. So it'll be really curious to see how Ohio votes tomorrow. And again, this is in the primary that will then set the candidate for the midterm election. Really? Now, I, I, Greg, I had no idea the lead was that large, five to seven percent. That's a pretty formidable. Uh, I wonder how much credit uh, former president trump could take for that well he he, he'll take as much as as he can (laughs) (laughs) touche i I think that's pretty fair to say thank you Um, but uh but you know but but see that's the thing uh because you when when someone like trump or anybody a newspaper or whatever places an endorsement out there you're putting yourself out there aren't you i mean there's a risk that uh your preferred candidate will not be victorious and then what's the fallout after that? We'll have to see what kind of fallout there is. J.D. Vance is an interesting figure as well, relatively new to politics. He's, he's known as an author, um, had, a, had a bestseller here a number of years ago. And he's also known for having a series of anti-Trump sentiment and statements several years ago. He's changed his tune in, in how he views Donald Trump and how he views uh, the current you know, thread of, of uh, Trump support within the Republican Party. So he's changed gears a little bit, has won the endorsement of the former president, and is hoping to capture the uh, the GOP primary in Ohio tomorrow for the Senate race. Greg, what about these tell-all books? John and I were talking about the latest one um, that's coming out in the next couple days. The tell-all books about, you know, the Trump administration's uh, organization in the White House, some of the day-to-day operations. Well, any of those books, do you know anything about, do they move the needle as far as voters go? Yeah, that's a good question, Kathy. I don't know if they how much they move the needles. They certainly get 
um, in, in some cases, a lot of media attention, yeah. especially when, you know, the excerpts are first released and then, and then when, uh, you know, the author or the authors of these books start making the, the, the rounds on the interview circuit. Um, and sometimes they have very newsworthy excerpts that, uh, and newsworthy reporting inside those books. Um, and of course, you know, you have this January 6th committee that is also, uh, continuing with its investigation and interviews, um, uh, several, you know, more than a year after those events uh, on January 6th. And a lot of the information in some of these books is of, of, is of curious interest to members of that select committee that are investigating some of those very matters in terms of communication between the White House and key figures in, in the Congress and, and on down the line. But whether, whether it really, um, you know, sparks a, a difference when it comes to actually voting for, for the voters, I don't have a good sense of that, but it's an interesting question nonetheless. It is. From the White House, SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston is with us. Greg, uh, as we're speaking about polls, talk about uh, President Biden's place in the polls now. Things are not necessarily looking up, are they? Not really. And there have been a series of polls uh, from a variety of, of news organizations and other pollsters really for for multiple months now. Um, there occasionally are some bright spots for the Biden administration in terms of an uptick here or there. Uh, he's he's been ranging from high 30 percent, high 30s to low to mid 40s in terms of his job approval rating, mm. which is which is not great by any standard, whether you're a Republican, a Democrat or an independent. Uh, and that's where the president uh, still is stuck. And uh, right now and the latest uh, poll that came out, uh, I believe yesterday, the Washington Post ABC News poll shows that. Not only is that weakness continuing for Joe Biden right now, uh, and particularly in his handling of the economy uh, and high inflation, but it's also showing, um, conversely, that there is m- much, uh, much strength, really, uh, among GOP uh, candidates and members of Congress in terms of how the public views uh, problem solving. So uh, mm. basically, two thirds of those surveyed believe uh, that um the president is not doing a good job handling inflation, and they believe that the Republicans could do a better job uh, with the economy and as well as fighting crime, which we have seen a crime wave. We've talked about it here on this yes. program, uh, you know, coast to coast, uh, especially in a lot of large cities, but in a lot of places around this country. So on those key issues, crime and economy, weakness for the president and strength for the Republicans. Are there any numbers, Greg, on um citizens response to how the president is handling the war in ukraine yes uh there's more bipartisan support for the president in that category i don't have those specific numbers in front of me kathy Mm -hmm. but uh the uh that's reflected in the congress as well because as you know billions of dollars uh have been approved by uh in a bipartisan way uh, on capitol hill in terms of supplies weaponry humanitarian assistance going to ukraine and that is a large reflection uh, of, of how the country sits as well. Uh, you know, there may be our differences when you ask more pinpointed specific questions about Ukraine and its priorities uh, and, and the priority list of the United States in terms of, of the other issues that we always talk about, whether it's immigration or crime or the economy. But when it comes to Ukraine, by and large, the Americans are supportive of, of what the administration and the U- U.S. is doing in partnership with the European allies uh, against the Russian invasion in Ukraine. Greg, speaking of the Biden administration, the vice president has gone through a uh, COVID outbreak in her own life. Uh, bring us up to date on uh, her health. Well, we just learned uh, just a, a couple of hours ago that uh, the vice president has tested negative 
uh, for COVID-19. And this was uh, after she tested positive last week, about six days ago. She has been working remotely at her residence since then. But today she tested uh, negative and is going to be back here at the White House starting tomorrow. Uh, There are a little bit more stringent uh, protocols here, guidelines here in the White House, at least among the senior staff and those uh, that work in and and very closely with President Biden. And so for the next four days, for a total of 10 days following her her diagnosis, the vice president will be wearing a mask while she's at work and in close contact with others. Was Was she sick? I wonder. Yeah. Was she sick? Well, she had mild symptoms, mild uh, is symptoms. What, the, what the vice president said. So it did not sound as okay. if uh, she was she was hit hard with that. Okay. And, her, and the vice president's office also said that she was given an antiviral treatment uh, last week as interesting. well. So when this was first announced last week, I, I thought it interesting that uh, they said that the vice president did not have close contact with the president, mm-hmm. which was unusual, I would think. Well, it, uh, normally it would be, and the, the the easiest way to explain that is she spent the entire previous week in California. I see. Uh, which might have been her longest day in uh, her home state of California since uh, since the administration began or over a year ago. It coincided with uh, the Easter recess for members of Congress. And so in her role as vice president and president of the U.S. Senate, uh, she took some time to be at home. She had some official VP events while she was out uh, on the West Coast. But that is is really why she she was here the day after Easter for the Easter egg roll. Then she flew to California and that entire next week uh, was on the West Coast and away from the president. Hmm. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, uh, speaking of uh, the word correspondent, the White House correspondence dinner happened uh, over the last uh, weekend. And um, I've seen clips from it. Uh, John has seen probably even more clips. Um, first off, were you there, Greg? Second of all, if you weren't there, were you able to see clips as we were and i'm eager to hear your thoughts right uh i I have attended this event uh several times over the years i did not attend this year i had a prior commitment so i did not go and attend in person although uh, like john i was probably pretty curious about what the president had to say Mm -hmm. and what the keynote uh entertainment comedian trevor noah had to say so i watched both of those speeches uh, and I found uh, both of them uh, pretty entertaining, to be honest. Very much so. Yeah, I did too. The president was a good sport about he it. He was. I mean, Trevor Noah, uh, he brought it, did he not? He did. And what what's really important is, um, I think, on these dinners is if if you're going to uh, if you're going to singe one side, one political party, one side of the aisle, it's important to do it to the other side. Yeah. And uh, I thought he was across the board, uh, and it, it was largely not mean-spirited no uh but uh and obviously that's always up for the debate because up for debate because comedians uh you know to be funny sometimes and to uh, speak truth uh sometimes you know go a little further in in uh, how they describe certain things but yeah uh you know he summed it trevor noah summed it up at the end by when he was turning more serious and talking about the importance of journalism and, and democracy and that sort of thing which that dinner celebrates every year is that he was able to stand there just a few feet away from the president of the United States and make jokes yeah. about him, yes. tell jokes yes. about him, and not have to fear for imprisonment, fear for his life. Yep. Uh, and that speaks well to the uh, to the to the system that we have. Yeah, it really United. did. I mean, it's kind of funny. It was a great clip because there he is. And, you know, and the, the last couple of minutes or so, Trevor Noah really brought it. And, you know, he r- raised journalism to the level of which we hope journalism is in this country. And, he, you know, he talked about transparency and how fortunate we are. He said the word blessed several times towards the end of this. And it is true, you know, that free speech is a blessing to us. So, 
he, you know, he congratulated the room and lifted up America to say, this is what happens in America. Our, our compatriots in Ukraine and, and in Russia, they don't have the ability to live in a free society or to repeat, re, report freely. So God bless that we're here in the United States. Right. And, you know, certainly any number of conservatives, for example, can uh, point to the liberal media and have a lot of issues with uh, the kinds of reporting and stories uh, that uh, are in newspapers and on on the TV and radio every day. But obviously, despite problems within journalism and any 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 industry, of course, has those issues. Uh, There are ideals to uphold, and that's what he was really speaking to, uh, and the importance of a free press. And we're seeing that play out, whether you're talking about Ukraine or Russia or other hotspots around the country. So it was an interesting night. And, uh, he, you know, like he said, he was making fun of the president. He said things are looking up for Biden. You know, gas prices are up. Food prices are up. So he didn't hold back. <laughs> no, he did not. And what I love, though, I said, he said, I, I do make fun of the president, but we're good, aren't we? Then he looked to Biden. He said, really, we, we're good, right? <laughs> Just making sure. Yeah. Right. All right, Greg, before you leave us, always an ancillary question for you. Um, Our next topic we're going to cover today are about therapy dogs uh, that are being brought into university campuses all across the United States Mm. to kind of ease the stress level for students. And so I'm wondering if you have your own variety of therapy dog at your home. Do you have a family pet who helps you to bring your Washington like Beltway stress level down? Yeah, well, we do have a dog. Her name is Lucy. Lucy. Uh, She's the first first dog i've ever had in my entire life what uh, i never had we had cats in our house growing up okay uh, but when we had kids my, when my wife and i had kids uh, our our kids especially our daughter when she was 10 11 years old she pleaded hard for a dog uh, we still have the dog going on uh, age 13 this summer excellent uh, and she's been a great pet I, I I've never I never really thought of her as being therapeutic but i think she probably is uh-huh. as any good pets can be because mm-hmm. Uh, they provide, you know, a nice uh, a nice addition to the home. So nice. I, I do see the value in that. Absolutely. Okay. So Greg says up with therapy dogs. Very good. Is it a is it a a mutt or is it a purebred, Greg? <laughs> it's a mutt. Good. It's a Lucy the mutt. We're yeah we're you know. But hot. she has she has an elegant name. Lucy. Mm-hmm. Yes. We call them we call mutts in Pittsburgh Heinz fifty seven. It's just a, uh, a mixture of mm-hmm. the muddiness. Of all, all the dogs. varieties. We like good. it. How big? Small? Big? Yeah, on the smaller side, about twenty pounds, oh, so not good. tiny. Okay. Uh, I, I don't carry her around in uh, you know a handbag uh, like some people do. Because that'd be that but, wouldn't uh, be dignified for Lucy. No, absolutely. Very so, nice. Fun. Greg, He's thank you for joining us again today. Take good tell tell, hey. Lucy, tell Lucy we said hi. <laughs> sure will. Have yeah. a great week, guys. You as well, Greg. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Greg Clarkson, SRN News White House correspondent. Information about Greg, SRN News, wordfm.com, part of the Salem Network, which is us. Take a quick break. As Cass said, oh, that's next. Therapy Dog Part 2. Mm-hmm. Stop by Family Dollar for everything you need to celebrate mom. Make her feel special with balloons, cards, sweets, decorations, and scented candles. So many ways to say I love you, all at great value. There's more for mom at Family Dollar. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You're not required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. 
This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. How does the loss of memory affect our spiritual life? How can the church more effectively care for families touched by Alzheimer's? Find out June 16th as Trinity School for Ministry presents Experiencing Alzheimer's, Forgetful but Not Forgotten, a special event with Dr. Carol Harold, M.D. By improving our understanding of the changes in thinking and behavior caused by Alzheimer's, we can more effectively address the needs of those with it. Cost just $25. Register now at tsm.edu slash interterms. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? My name is Ron Legrand, and over the past 40 years, I've bought over 3,000 houses without using my money or credit and taught thousands to do the same. Today, even in a virtual environment, we buy nice houses and nice neighborhoods using no banks, realtors, contractors, or other costly entanglements, and build huge cash flow and wealth without the hassle of tenants, all without credit and little or no money. You don't need a license or experience, and I'll show you exactly how it's done. Text RON to 99799 and I'll send you my free training. I promise I'll change the way you think about real estate and open the door to a new lifestyle that doesn't involve risk or rehabs and can quickly replace your current income. Text RON to 99799 and let me show you how to take your life back and build cash flow and wealth from your home. That's RON to 99799. Again, text RON to 99799. We are Everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Clouds breaking for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 50. Tomorrow, expect mostly cloudy skies with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm in the afternoon. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 70. Plenty of clouds with rain and a thunderstorm tomorrow night. Then a leftover shower. It'll be mild with a low of 56. Wednesday, a little morning rain. Otherwise, cloudy skies and a high of 62. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Last Tuesday, Pitt Greensburg students gathered in the Fireside Lounge to hang out with a bunch of pups. What do you mean? A bunch of little puppies, including a Dalmatian, a Beagle, and a Sheepadoodle from Youngwood Top Dog Services, reading here from the Trib. All three of the dogs are therapy dogs, and they've become increasingly popular on college campuses to bring a sense of chill mm-hmm. to students and faculty. Well, I mean, most dogs are therapy dogs. Is there a special certificate you get, I wonder? Oh, you okay. don't know that? No. I mean... What are you talking about? What, you have to be like, sort of like, go through a trial thing. It's long. Really? Yes, the therapy dog program is long. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, but if you, I mean, seriously, if you showed up with a bunch of puppies, isn't that about the same thing? 
Well, a bunch of puppies. I mean, they're not going to be trained anyway in any way. So shape, they're a or bunch form. of puppies showed up for these kids, right? But these so were, you... but these were, these are actually trained therapy dogs. What? No, what's a puppy going to do? What's it going to do? It's just going to be a cute little puppy, and you're going to yeah, feel good about it. Okay, but these Look aren't sweet little puppies. These are cute. These aren't puppies, so these are actually these are grown dogs oh. that were that are trained to be to what be therapy. Come on, I just it seems. Doesn't seem like a little bit. It doesn't seem much. No, it do you, does. I, it, you don't know. No, 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 no. We talked about therapy. See, this is when I realize that sometimes when I bring an article to the show, that you don't actually listen to it. <laughs> no, because I do. it's within the last saying... month. I did a whole thing on therapy dogs and how long their training is and how involved it is I'm and just what saying it's like. Most and dogs you're, now you're poo pooing it are therapy dogs because they when you now, engage now a dog a you feel we, good about a dog. Wait, we know several dogs personally who do not oh, provide therapy. I said most. Okay, I said most. I don't some even dogs. Know, you I don't go, even know if most is an appropriate dog. word. Some, I think, some dogs. I would say the large majority of dogs are in some way therapeutic. I do not. Oh, think. I do. Large majority. Yes. Uh huh. No. Yeah. Okay. So the seventy five percent. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. That's way too high. No, I don't think way so. Way too high. No, I'd give it maybe 50. 50? Yes. I love dogs, but I think a no. lot of people don't train their dogs. And so, therefore, the dog is not therapeutic. The dog is the dog needs a strong hand, like yeah. any animal does. I mean, my cats need a strong hand. Yeah, that's just the way it is. And it, you can live with an animal and just let it do its thing, or you can actually, you know, say, "I'm the human and I run this place." Right. I mean, I get that. And of I course. love you. 100%. I love you as an animal. Sure, sure. I sure. love you as an animal, but I, I'm in charge here. But I would say, again, I'll stick to that. Seven, at least seventy-five percent of the time, you see a dog. Most dogs are super cool. I love dogs. Right? Okay. So it's a therapy for everybody. It is a therapy for everybody. Increasingly popular, as I said, on college campuses around finals. Okay? Which I think mm-hmm. is, is really we should, I wish we had a dog here. Wouldn't it be nice to have a Word yes. FM therapy dog? Think he'd be busy? <laughs> I would just keep him in my office to help me all the time. Um, if you were in a hospital... And especially no, people who've been the training of a therapy right, dog for in long term hospital stays. Yes. What therapy dogs do is incredible. My husband teaches special needs kids, and they're they've had the same therapy dog for a long time. There, who at come, the school, uh huh. Now it's not exclusive for the school. Okay, right. Works with its owner and trainer. But comes to the school regularly and consistently, so mm. the students know the dog, the dog knows the environment, and the whole kind of thing. But uh, Ajax is the name of the dog. Very nice. And super helpful to the kids. Hmm. I'm and sure, yeah. for the teachers, too. Like, who's not going to like a wonderful- loves, Most people love a dog. Beautiful dog. Do you think there's therapy cats? Probably not, because they don't care. I don't think- you Actually, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, we're close to break, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Yeah. So there's a cat that I follow on Instagram. It's actually the owner that I follow on Instagram. But this uh, cat is blind. And so it has been trained to be a therapy cat. And so it goes into nursing homes. It goes into hospitals. And you know what it does? Hmm. It goes into wherever the patient is and lays on them. Hmm. Lays on their chest. Lays on their lap, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So every other day, there's a picture of Donnie. Somebody else. Donnie, the blind therapy cat. That's his name. Oh. And he's helping somebody. And the, he just sits there and people pet him and love him and talk to him. And he meows and whatever. But yeah, he's he's a super great Excellent. gift to the people who'd go in there. It'd be great. to. I think it'd be a much, I mean, 
training a cat is a whole different oh, ballgame. Oh, my goodness gracious. A whole different ball. How about a therapy like, you know, you know, box crab or something like that? You know, <laughs> you know, something like that. A therapy goldfish. A therapy turtle. Wouldn't that be nice? Sure, they could wander around. How about one of those the big tortoise we were talking about? Oh, today? That's Can you a, imagine him lumbering down the hall behind you? What, that would make you feel good to see a it therapy. It would take a long time. Right. He wouldn't be able to see a whole lot of patients in a day. A turtle's not cuddly, right? It just isn't. They're interesting. 101.5 WORD. The current school year is not even over, but Word FM is already talking about heading back to school. Back to school! If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at wordfm.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Spring is so close, and with the budding of the trees, the blooming of the flowers, the shedding of our winter clothes, Realtor Yard signs will soon be popping up all over our neighborhoods. Now, these are strange days indeed, but if you've been dreaming and hoping to buy that house, the first thing you need to do is connect with United Faith Mortgage. Of course, you've heard them here on Word FM, and for many good reasons, our listeners have made United Faith Mortgage their go-to mortgage provider. It's the small family team, the big lender advantage that gets your attention, but As you go deeper into the process, the Kid Glove Care from Denise, Ryan, John lets you know you've made the right decision. So, if you're looking for a mortgage, or to refinance, or a cash-out mortgage, do your homework. And then go to UnitedFaithMortgage.com to get pre-approved. United Faith Mortgage, where faith and family are first and foremost with people just like you and me. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. I love seeing the transformation of a smile. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock. Voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in Northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life. For a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Are you looking to grow your nursing career with an advanced degree? Our 100% online and hybrid programs are tailored for the working professional. We offer flexible, affordable RN to BSN, MSN, and DNP programs. Visit waynesburg.edu. As a veteran media sales professional, a six-figure income is within your reach. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager of Word FM. Here at Salem Media Pittsburgh, we offer highly experienced sales and marketing professionals like you all the support and tools necessary to reach your earning potential through custom on-air campaigns, unique events, and over 50 social media and digital products. To learn more about our open position, please email me at andrew at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. We advertise for Grove City College. And have for a long time. Kath and I are voices. Our children have attended Grove City College. We love the school. Recently, Grove City College has fallen into a, a, a bit of a quagmire. It has been attacked. 
And um, because uh, Grove City is a conservative evangelical school. And because it's trying, like every Christian, either church, school, organization, trying to navigate the rules of cultural engagement that quickly change. Quickly change. Yep. And a lot of us trip up. A lot of us um, are injurious in our speech or are appear disloyal to our um, core group or tribe. Um, I think, at least as someone who's in the media, I find it to be an extremely challenging landscape Can on a imagine? daily basis. Right. The idea of wokeness, right? We've heard this phrase, wokeness. What is wokeness and what does it look like and when is, it comes to a college? And is it bad? Is it good? Dr. Carl Truman is with us. Dr. Carl Truman joins us from the Department of Biblical and Religious Studies at Grove City College, where he teaches courses on the history of religious thought. He is the author of the new book, Strange New World, How Thinkers and Activists Redefined Identity and Sparked the Sexual Revolution. Carl, welcome back to the show. Great to be back. Thanks for having me on. Carl, Grove City uh, markets itself as being both conservative and evangelical. Um, Is it still both things? I would say so, yes. I mean, I think there are, part of the problem in the question, of course, is that the terms conservative and evangelical have themselves become very, very elastic yes. sure. over the last 10, 15, 20 years. So one would have to drill down and say, you know, exactly what do you mean or what do you expect when you say conservative or evangelical? But I think within, within the broad understanding of those terms, yes, Grove City is, is, firmly, is firmly there. That's not to say that every one of my faculty colleagues, and I agree on, on everything, but it is to say that the college pitches itself, and I think successfully so, uh, within that broad, conservative, evangelical kind of framework. Yes. I would imagine a student who uh, would attend a state uh, university and would come to Grove City as a new student would be shocked by conservative and evangelical life on Grove City. I mean, clearly, it's very defined what happens or does not happen at Grove City College. So, uh, Carl, talk about the idea of where Grove City has found itself. Because, you know, on campus, the, the university has been teaching and preaching this way for many, many years. But in this new landscape, as Kath and I said as you were coming in, Grove City has been attacked, I would say, primarily from outside forces who are not part of the regular um, daily expression. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how to characterize all of those attacking uh, the college or criticizing the college. I think there are parents and alumni, perhaps on both sides of the question, with, with legitimate concerns uh, about things they're hearing. Um, I would say that, that the college as a whole still retains uh, a very conservative and, and evangelical ethos. I think the problem today in the Internet world is you get soundbikes thrown out there, you get uh, glimpses of what's going on, you don't get to see the whole picture. And both of my sons went to what you might describe as mainline schools. I had one son at the University of Pennsylvania, one son went to Georgetown uh, in Washington, D.C. Now, those campuses... <laughs> are very interesting. Anybody who sort of thinks that Grove is away with the fairies or has gone radically woke needs to spend... My youngest son said to me recently, looking at some of the things being written online, he said, Dad, these people need to spend 30 seconds on campus at George. Exactly, yes. To realize what's really going on in the world. Carl, I'm so glad... Go ahead. I was going to say, well, must always be vigilant 
because we know that, that Christian liberal arts colleges, some of them have drifted very far from their original vision. 100%. And I think some of what's gone on at the moment is, is an attempt to reflect on that and ask, are we doing that? And I think the, the key thing there is the matter of self-reflection and, and being proactive in terms of dealing with, with any missteps or mistakes that may or may not have been made. Carl, uh, I am a product of public education from the time I was in kindergarten. I never, I never went to a private school. And, um, so I find myself, um, impatient with, uh, what I, and, and again, we all see through our own filter. Um, but whenever I see a sense of people being afraid of ideas or afraid of books or afraid of that professor or that faculty member, I, I just, Carl, I just, it rankles me because I just feel like our job as Christian adults is to raise up Christian adults. And part of that passage of going from childhood to an adult who believes in Jesus and sees the world is that there are many ideas out there. And so teaching an idea doesn't mean advocacy of the idea. So I know we've talked about this before, but um, give me your take on that as a full-time educator. Yeah, I think you raise a very important point there, Kathy. I used to teach at a seminary, and, and in one of the rooms at the seminary, it was a painting of one of the founding uh, fathers of the seminary. I think Robert Dick Wilson was his name. And underneath the painting, there was a statement, uh, I have not shirked the difficult questions. Mm. And Wilson was an Old Testament scholar, and the point was, even though he was conservative, he'd not been afraid to engage the contemporary questions, challenges in his discipline. And I've always thought that that was a good motto for educators in general. I think there's some very difficult questions, particularly being raised by the wider culture. There are questions that our students are not going to be able to avoid when they leave. I had a young girl in my office the other day asking, how do I deal with the challenge of preferred pronouns in the workplace that I've, I've signed up to go to when I leave the college? There are very, very difficult questions on race, gender, and other things. And the college has to address these. We have to be able to face the most difficult questions in a Christian, thoughtful, conservative way. And in a way, I think that... The, deals with the questions fairly, that doesn't demonize those asking the questions at the outset. There's another side to that, of course, and that is we have to address these things in a Christian way, that we are a Christian liberal arts college, and therefore it can't be a free-for-all. I can't stand up in class, for example, and advocate for pornography. Mm-hmm. That would not be an appropriate thing for a professor at a Christian liberal arts college to do. But I have to be able to help my students think about issues raised by say, pornography, in a way that's going to help them think Christianly about this and realize why it's evil, why it's wrong, why some of their friends may disagree with them and why their friends should be challenged on that. So I think we should not shirk the difficult questions. The key is approaching those difficult questions, not in a knee-jerk, we're not going to even talk about them, but in a way that addresses them from a Christian perspective. Yes. So, Carl, just as the words conservatism or evangelicalism have elasticity in their meanings, so too does the word woke. And, of course, that could, you know, mean a lot of different things to every uh, individual person. So, you know, the idea of being charged with wokeness at Grove City College, I'm not even quite sure what that would mean. 
Can you go into that? I mean, is wokeness inherently, whatever that definition may be, primarily, is it a bad thing? Does it have a place in a conservative college? Again, it depends what you mean by it. I yes. think part of the problem with the debate as it's, as it's playing out, not just uh, relative to growth, but in wider society, is that we have buzzwords that are easy to use about the people we want to demonize and dismiss. Mm. So on the one hand, if you can throw the accusation of white privilege at somebody, you can dismiss them. Coming the other way, if you can dismiss, if you can claim that somebody's a cultural Marxist or woke, you can dismiss them as well. I think we need to get out from under talking in terms of cliches and start to look at real ideas and real arguments. It's very hard to do in a world where everything's prosecuted on Twitter in soundbites. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to move beyond the cliches to actually saying, well, yeah, we're going to address race. We're not going to do it in a, in a crazy or mad way. This is how we're going to look at it. We're going to look at the problem this way. And we're going to avoid using simplistic labels to dismiss those with whom we disagree, whichever side of the debate they happen to be on. Dr. Carl Truman is with us. Check out his new book, Strange New World, How Thinkers and Activists Redefined Identity and Sparked the Sexual Revolution. Um, Carl, and I know we're three white people talking about this, um, so I'm not asking us to go outside of our own perspective, um, but just, you know, stating the obvious. We have to be able to talk about racial issues and be able to hear what other people say um, without... uh, jumping down their throat without having to apologize, whatever it is. Um, And so I'm curious from your perspective on how you, and maybe this is too big of a question, but how you think a college can do that well, because we've seen a lot of colleges do it badly. And then there've been, as you said, hundreds of Twitter firestorms about every, you know, college church or whatever, who've done it poorly. Um, So I guess your general thoughts on that. Yeah, again, race is a very touchy issue, and I'm conscious, of course, as uh, I'm not just white, I'm also an immigrant to the United States, and the racial question is very different here to, to the way it works out in the United Kingdom, where I come from. But I would say on, on the issue of race, you know, take the debate about critical race theory. I'd want to say to somebody, you know, the problems that I see with critical race theory is not that people are talking about race. It's the critical theory dimension Mm -hmm. of it. And I would say, when we talk about race, we want to talk about race, but we don't want to do it in a way that is hitched to a particular philosophy or a particular view of the world that is designed in its very core to delegitimize certain perspectives that may be brought to bear on that. So I would point to, say, the work of of my friend Monique Dusson at the Center for uh, uh, Biblical Unity, she is an African-American woman. She worked in South Africa among uh, abused women. She's got social justice cred you know, to the nth degree. But she's very critical of critical race theory, yet she's offering a way of approaching the racial issue that I think requires us to listen to the voices uh, of our African-American brothers and sisters, and yet to do so in a way that, that doesn't automatically foreclose the issue simply by the presuppositions that are being brought in at the very start. Amen to that. Dr. Truman, thank you. Always a pleasure for your thoughtfulness to join us here on the air. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Dr. Carl Truman from Grove City College, his brand new book, Strange New World, How Thinkers and Activists Redefined Identity and Sparked the Sexual Revolution. Dr. Carl Truman from Grove City College.
This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses. Watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. And you can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. You're not who you were 25 years ago. Your life's more complex. People change, families change, and the law changes. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman, and a proper estate plan should keep up with those changes. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer, someone who's really good at making complex concepts sound so simple, so you can protect what's yours and to ensure that your will is done. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Mother's Day is this Sunday. I can't believe that. Seriously. Everything. Well, Easter was so late. Yeah, I guess so. And then I guess boom, that, and all of so a sudden. I, that's probably why I'm right. taken unawares. But. So Christian and I were talking about this earlier today because I, I was like walking into her office and there she is. Like, what are you doing? I'm just taking a quick look here. A quick look, she said, which I appreciated. Not on company time. Sure. Because I did the same thing. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking early in the day, like, oh, yeah, it's Mother's Day. Am I too late for this? So I saw a thing. Oh, you could buy a lemon tree. Right, it was like yeah. inexpensive. Okay, but I went there. It was at Lowe's. I was like, I'll do a lemon tree. That's kind of interesting. And yeah, you, it was sold out. Uh, Should have bought it a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, the Wall Street Journal, as the Wall Street Journal has, ten um, over the top Mother's Day gifts. Now, my my wait, lemon wait. tree was like sixty bucks. Right. When you're looking at the gifts in the Wall Street Journal gift page, 
And if they're saying it's over the top, then it for sure is. Yeah, uh-huh. Because regular life for them is over the top for me. I mean, there's nothing that she... A pair of sunglasses? If mom prefers staying incognito, these cheerful retro sunnies might not be for her. 420 bucks. Come on. For a pair of sunglasses. Um, what else? Uh, Titanic tote, gargantuan, quilted, massively logoed, a bag she'll carry on about. $3,990 St. Laurent. Ye St. Laurent. Uh, a pair of uh, gold ear- gold hoops in a flash of emerald or diamonds, $2,500. I'm going to buy a lemon tree. I'm thinking that's pretty darn good. Right. Oh, here. Baroque bullet. Gucci's hydrating lipstick is a wee bit showy. 42 bucks. Not bad. Some Gucci lipstick. For $42? Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Gucci. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Ukrainian authorities claim that half a million Ukrainians have been taken to Russia against their will. Speaking to Greek state TV, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said the remaining civilians in the Azovstal factory in the city of Mariupol are afraid to board buses because they believe they'll be taken to Russia. Ukrainian Defense Ministry spokesman Colonel Alexander Motuzyanik reiterated the suspicions. We have information that the people of Mariupol are forcibly deported to the territory of the Russian Federation. The United Nations has begun evacuating civilians from the factory. Zelensky said U.S. Secretary General Antonio Guterres assured him that those evacuated would end up in an area controlled by the government of Ukraine. We want to believe this, the Ukrainian leader said. I'm Karen Chamas. And on Wall Street, the Dow is down 405 points. This is SRN News. If a super flexible schedule, great benefits, paid time off, and a signing bonus sound good, consider NAMS Transportation. NAMS has provided safe transportation to northern Allegheny County and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years. Van drivers start at $17 an hour, sedan drivers at $14 an hour, plus a $2,000 signing bonus for part-time drivers and a $4,000 signing bonus for full-time. Must be 25 or older, no CDL required. Call 412-406-8611 today. Are you in excruciating pain brought on by your son, daughter, or spouse suffering from addiction? The sleepless nights, the constant worry, and the feelings of isolation. Recovery Centers of America wants you to know you're not alone. Addiction destroys families. But if you call Recovery Centers of America today at 1-888-RECOVERY, your loved one can begin to recover, and so can your whole family. At Recovery Centers of America at Monroeville, your loved one will be treated with compassion and dignity by expert addiction professionals while recovering in a world-class facility. Family Support Services will give you knowledge, connection, and community so that you can begin to heal and recover as well. Call 1-888-RECOVERY today. Recovery Centers of America accepts insurance, provides transportation, and offers intervention services at no cost. Patients are admitted 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. You could win $5,000 and bless an organization with $5,000 in your name when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Go to wordfm.com to enter. That's wordfm.com. 
Eager to continue your theological learning or engage more deeply with Scripture? Enroll as a non-degree or certificate student and take Greek or Hebrew online this summer at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Apply by May 20th. Visit pts.edu slash admit. Dr. Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz is a liberal on guns. Listen to him in his own words. How do we keep guns out of the wrong person's hands? Red flag laws. Even worse, Oz supported New Zealand-style forced government gun buybacks, tracking gun owners with universal licensing, and an assault rifle ban. No wonder Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz, a Hollywood liberal and total fraud. Dave McCormick, he's an Iraq combat veteran with a bronze star. He's a proud son of Pennsylvania and a sportsman. Dave McCormick is a conservative who you can trust to stand up to the woke liberal mob and protect your Second Amendment rights. Honor Pennsylvania, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Paid for by Honor Pennsylvania, Inc. HonorPennsylvania.com. Clouds breaking for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 50. Tomorrow, expect mostly cloudy skies with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm in the afternoon. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 70. Plenty of clouds with rain and a thunderstorm tomorrow night. Then a leftover shower. It'll be mild with a low of 56. Wednesday, a little morning rain, otherwise cloudy skies and a high of 62. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along. The 5 o'clock hour, Monday afternoon. You know, the good news is, I believe, you know, for the uh, during the pandemic, The Ride Home we kind of lost our ride home. It was more like the stay home. Yeah, because people weren't riding. Right. Well, now, I think more and more people, you see, look, the parking lot here at Seven Parkway Center is filling up. Mm-hmm. And, of course, rush hour, I believe, in and out is very, very active. It's good news. Yeah, so maybe it's that time. Time. Maybe it is. Maybe it's it's been two years. People are back. So people are like, to okay, some degree or another. I yeah. believe that that really is true. At least uh, from my unscientific methodology, I see that. Okay, uh, we saw a piece, Kath, uh, about. Go- <laughs> I mean, this story. This story. Some stories you hear and you can you read and you go, what, what? So there's a story about a church in Manitoba, in Canada, that is uh, the first of the first which is a first medically-assisted suicide in the church itself, in the sanctuary itself. What a story. Betty Sanguin, 86 years old, had been diagnosed with ALS, uh, according to the Winnipeg Free Press, and had decided to end her life with medical assistance. One of her final requests, though, was for it to take place at the church where she had raised her family. So uh, there are several different articles that you can find online about this. Um, But I'm reading here from – where am I reading from? CBN News. Uh, It was the first instance in Manitoba where a case of assisted suicide took place in a church building. Um, Her uh, family was around her. 
Um, the minister uh, said it's, quote, seemed appropriate to hold the ceremony in the sanctuary as churches are often, quote, host and home to all the raggedness of our lives and to some of our significant life rituals, baptism, marriage, ordination, funeral or memorial service. So for us, it was perfectly natural to hold the service for Betty in our sanctuary because death is a natural part of life. And Bet- Betty had lived a good part of her adulthood in this faith community. Hers was a growing, changing spirituality. Her faith was feisty, fierce, and passionate, like Betty herself. Now, I can only comment from the articles that I've read, because, of course, we did not know Betty, nor do we know her family or the church community. But from what I've read, the descriptions of Betty in the church, it's not as though she was... On death's door, I believe. I mean, no, but it's just it. It's a devastating diagnosis. Of course, it is. It's a devastating diagnosis. But this was a woman who was not in her final. I would, from the description, she was cognizant. She was participatory. She was, I would say, joyful. Up until the moment where the congregation was asked to leave, and then I'm not quite sure how they ended this woman's life. But it wasn't as though she was, you know, well, under could, hospice care. No, here. but she could. Well, she was basically though. She could no longer speak. She could only use a whiteboard to communicate. Um, and uh, I, I think that it's an important question that Christians should be able to talk about honestly, um, because there, and we all know this from just living, is that there is a lot of suffering that seems like too much. Undoubtedly. It seems like too much. And, 100%. Um, you see that in your heartbreak. Yeah. I, I remember the day that we found out that our friend Tunch had ALS. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget the moment I heard it and where I was standing because it is a wretched, wretched disease for which there's no cure. Um, and it's terminal and there's nothing that can be done about it. And um, it's a very difficult way to die. And so I don't want it any way to minimize the woman's suffering by talking uh, about the issue. We're bringing it up because it's a news story, but also because it really gets, I think, to what is critical for people who believe in Jesus, and that is how much are we in charge? I really think that's what the question is. How much are we in charge and what are we in charge of? And in this woman's quote-unquote spirituality, she believed that she was in charge of this, that she could decide to end her own life in this way with her family around her. In many ways, it seems like it's a beautiful thing, especially when you're looking at it through a contemporary lens. Yes. It's it's very complex. It's, it's she's, she's going through it. It's her choice. Her family's around her. She knows she's going to die. Um, so she's just kind of getting a jump on it. I'll shortcut it. And you can't put yourself in that position until you yourself are in that position. But it does raise some really important questions. Theological, societal, ethical, what it is to be a believer in Jesus Christ, to take your final breath. And what it is to believe that God is the author of life and death. Yes. Because look at how many things we can do. I mean... I was looking at an airplane that flew over my house the other day, and I thought to myself, I can't believe that we can do that. Mm. That's crazy. 
it's crazy that I was able a couple years ago to fly to the other side of the earth, that I was in one plane for 18 hours. How can you be in one plane for 18 hours? Sitting. How can you do that? Uh, So there are so many things that we have access to that we didn't have access to before. But it's a part of Christian maturity and wisdom to realize our limits. And I think this is one of them. I don't think that this is something that we in our advanced scientific understanding should have. That shouldn't be our choice. We shouldn't have the choice to do that. To end our own life. Yeah, that's just under what our, I believe. Under our own circumstances. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and, uh, and, seeing, the and seeing a culture that would advocate for that, it's not very hard to think about what the unintended implications of that would be. Is that all of a sudden someone is now a burden, a burden, and maybe your kids get to decide when we're going to do assisted suicide, or maybe your employer gets to decide, or maybe your priest gets to decide, right. or maybe your government gets to decide. What would be considered sci-fi not that long ago in some ways has threads of reality. But you can't run away from it. You have to talk about it and figure out what you think about it because this Manitoba thing is not going to be an isolated occasion. No. I'm sure this happens in Canada often. Does it happen every day? No. But the instance that we're talking about, it's unique. Yeah, because it's legal in Canada. And it's in a church. That's why – I mean, sure, it happens. People – People work this every day, right? They've chosen, the family has chosen to end life. What's unusual is that a family does this in a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. That's why we're talking about it today. But as it is in Canada, so too at some point, it will find its way here to yeah, the United it States. It will. And like so many things that sound compassionate, I think it's important to peel back the different layers of it and decide whether it really is. Well, I mean, you know this to be true. I mean, I'm sure most of us have known someone who is well advanced into old age and says, well, I'm just waiting to die. Mm-hmm. I, sure. hope, I hope tomorrow morning you heard this. My mother-in-law used to say, I just keep waking up. Mm-hmm. Right. So another day waking yeah, up. I remember that. And your yeah. mother-in-law is a prime example of this. Sure. I mean, she was bedridden for decades. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anybody had a reason to get, say, I'm done with this. Right would have been her. Mm-hmm. It's hard to talk about it in societal terms and talk about it in Christian terms because the understandings, foundations of it are so different. But there are people, look, that story is, they are believers. Right, right. And so They've from, crossed a, that. From, from, I, I just feel like, look at the suffering Savior that we have. He is able to usher us through whatever challenge we face. Or he's not the savior. And I don't say that to be simplistic. I say that acknowledging how very dark the suffering is. And I've seen it. I get it. It's not that I'm trying to live some Pollyanna-ish life because I'm not. But is that our faith? Do we have that kind of savior? And if we do, if we do have the suffering savior who went to the nth degree of of life, of life and the death. nth degree of death and was raised is that if that isn't what we celebrated a couple of years a couple of weeks ago then we're to be pitied paul says 
beyond every person. If that wasn't real, if that didn't happen, if the, he wasn't bodily raised, then we're to be pitied more point? than anybody else. Right. But if he was raised, then there's hope for every person in the grave itself. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. When we do come back, Jen Rosner is with us. Issues related to Jewish evangelism. It's the ride home. 101.5 WORD. Tried to help my wife plan for our wedding. I discovered that I was colorblind. Word FM presents a night out with comedian Chad Thornsbury. She sent me to the store to bring back something that was corn flour, and I brought back something that was periwinkle. 7 p.m. May 20th at Impact Christian Church, Moon Township. You can't tell the difference between these two colors? Hey, I didn't know those were colors. General admission, just $30 each. Tickets on sale now. Well, this one obviously has purple in it. No. You know what obviously has purple in it? Purple. At wordfm.com slash night out. Before Bamboo HR, <laughs> I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and like folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo like onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm like totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com HR. Our real goal at RPTS is to train people for ministry. Whether training to be a pastor or just wanting to grow in your walk with God, you'll find what you're looking for at RPTS. We want to see them really grounded in their theological growth. We want it to be heart-directed as well. We want to see students prepared to serve and to love the people of God and develop ministries that we think have a great partnership with the local church. Learn more about the MTS degree program and flexible online options at RPTS. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HenneyJewelers.com. Henney Jewelers, your jewelers for life. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need. Indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign, and we handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project, and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. Jen Rossner is back with us. Jen's a regular guest on our show, affiliate assistant professor of systematic theology at Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena, California. Jen, welcome back. Happy May. Thank you. So nice to be here. Happy May. Thank you. Our pleasure. Hey, Jen. Um, 
every time you come on the show, we kind of hit you with all sorts of questions about what it is to be a Christian and to be Jewish. Um, mm. And it, it's such a complex thing. And oftentimes we as Christians just like are so clueless about it. And we like walk around like idiots, like, you know, with saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing. And, I, you know, I'm not trying to 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 pick on Christians, um, but I just know in my own life I have seen that. Okay, let me just break all that down and give you an example. So I remember years ago um, I had a friend who um, – I still have a friend – who uh, is Jewish. Um, she was culturally Jewish um, and kind of religiously Jewish, but that was, she was a little uncertain about that. But certainly culturally speaking, um, her Jewishness was a big part of her family of origin. And um, in – Trying to talk to her about my faith, I realized in about five minutes that I was out of my depth. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I I just, I I thought, I think I need to stop talking because I don't feel like I am in the right heart space or the right mind space to do this. And I'm very grateful for that, or I would have, I probably wrecked something really uh, terribly. So talk about the those pitfalls, like that moment when I had that warning light go on, it was probably from God saying, mm-hmm. please stop whatever mm-hmm. you're about to say. Yeah, I mean, it's such a tricky thing. And I feel like Christians, you know, there's good reasons why um, the, ch- the church hasn't talked about a lot of these things. And I think it has to do with the parting of the ways between Judaism and Christianity, which has all of these historical factors that played into it. And that really um, have kind of led Christians not to think that much about Judaism. And I would argue that in order to understand the Christian faith, we have to understand and know something about Judaism. And yet, that just hasn't been the case. And so I think sharing the gospel with Jewish people has such a fraught history that I think a lot of Christians aren't that aware of, and maybe Christians have some sort of perception of Judaism and, 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 and legalistic, you know, practices or whatever that might be, um, that I think is actually kind of far afield from the way that the New Testament envisions these kinds of categories. Hmm. Now, Jen, uh, we had um, a couple of friends. Uh, one guy was a believer, and uh, he was a full-time, he would call himself a full-time street evangelist. And this is a guy who would like get up in the morning, you know, he would have his tracks ready to go and he would just go about his life. But wherever he was, always the first thing he was willing to talk about was Jesus. Now, mm-hmm. there's a there's a neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh, which is mm-hmm. uh, predominantly a Jewish neighborhood. And I have mm-hmm. seen I have seen Jews um, on the street corners trying to evangelize from a Christian perspective other Jews. Now, I'm sure you can speak to this. What I've witnessed is there was a lot of anger, a lot of vitriol on the street corners from Jewish person to Jewish person, more like a how dare you get away from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, similar to what Kathy was saying, in the same way that a lot of Christians don't know about Judaism, Jews don't know about Christianity, and, and, and a lot of what their perceptions are are very negative, which I think might be surprising for Christians to hear. But, you know, so Paul says in Romans 1 that the gospel is first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. And the way that it has been preached throughout the centuries by Christians 
it's like it's bad news for the Jewish people. I mean, rarely has I heard the gospel presented in a way that would be good news for the Jewish people. And I think that's something really um, profound for Christians to sit with. I mean, and again, I don't think many Christians are familiar with this history, but for many centuries throughout the history of Christianity, the gospel has been preached to the Jews as like, Judaism is done, and now you need to sign on to this thing called Christianity, okay. which has very explicitly, in certain contexts, meant leaving behind Jewish identity, leaving behind mm-hmm. Jewish practices and community. I mean, like, I could show you conversion liturgies from the 7th century, where a Jew would literally renounce, have to renounce any connection, any remaining shred of Jewish identity in order to become a Christian. Hmm. And oftentimes, as part of this conversion, they would actually have to publicly eat pork, which is like hugely offensive given, you know, Jewish dietary laws. And so there's a very difficult, painful history here. Again, it has a lot to do with the parting of the ways between Judaism and Christianity. It has a lot to do with historical hostility between the two communities. And so that's what Jews think of when they think of Christianity. It's like a threat to their identity, which is, again, so far, I think, from what the authors of, of the New Testament imagined in terms of this being some amazing prophetic fulfillment and continuation of God's covenant with the people of israel so that's seventh century you said mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. wow i had i yeah. had no i had no idea now isn't that deeply ironic you'd think that mm-hmm. jesus the messiah you know came from dublin or something i mean why right. like exactly <laughs> jesus exactly. was jewish why is it talk about the historicity of that why are we looking at it like there has to be a conversion mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. judaism yeah, I mean, yeah, it's such a great question. I mean, in the New Testament, Jesus is Jewish. He's very embedded within a second temple Jewish framework. All of his early followers are Jewish. I mean, it's not until the book of Acts that we really begin to see Gentile inclusion, that this gospel of Jesus as Messiah is going outside the bounds of the people of Israel. And so in the book of Acts already, you begin to see that there's Jewish followers of Jesus and there's Gentile followers of Jesus. And, and I would argue that there's some differences of what that looks like for each community. And it's not until... Um, you know, late first century, you're already starting to have some tensions in the community. When the, when you have these Jewish revolts against the Roman Empire, it becomes increasingly problematic for Christians to affiliate with Jews, uh, because Jews are kind of like, you know, rabble-rousers in the Roman Empire at different points. And so you get these kind of historical events that the, the, the different Jewish revolts against the Roman Empire are really key ev- events in that regard. But it it also becomes very political. So by the 4th century, you have this Christian emperor, Constantine, who convenes the Council of Nicaea, which is convened for a very important reason. And we get the Nicene Creed, you know, affirming who Jesus is. But there's also kind of this shadow side of that history, which is to intentionally drive a wedge between Judaism and Christianity and to stomp out any ongoing practice of Torah or of Judaism within the the Christian Church. So there's this kind of whole shadow side of Hmm. Church history that doesn't get talked about, that, that, as I said, is driving a wedge between these two communities, and it just carries right on through. So we could sort of fast-forward to the Protestant Reformation with Martin Luther, the key figure in the Protestant Reformation, who's deeply anti-Semitic, has terrible things to say about the Jews. And and what's, what's so important to say is that 
Jews are kind of more aware of this history than Christians a lot of times, and this is why Jews are so um, negative and and threatened by the thought of being preached to. Right. From Fuller Theological Seminary, we're speaking with Jen Rosner. So, Jen, make it personal for us. Help it. Help us to understand what this is like. You're a Jew. You're also a Christian. When you think about evangelizing, I don't know if even if you do, what is that like in your efforts? Yeah, I mean, I think it's exactly along the lines of what you're saying. It's making it personal. It's thinking about a person, and as Kathy said earlier, their family of origin, their story, their identity. And I think, you know, this doesn't just go for Jews, but I think specifically for Jews, to be for, for Christians to be mindful of this painful history. And to, you know, as Kathy said, I think that's so amazing that, that in the conversation that you described, Kathy, that you kind of came to a moment of like, I just need to stop talking and maybe listen or ask questions or come to a new point of understanding. I think all too often Christianity is about like having the right answers. And that, that sort of shuts down conversation, doesn't it? And so I think especially with the Jewish people, understanding where they're coming from and what have been the key influences in their life and in their understanding of Christianity. I mean, I think conversations and the willingness to be challenged and to say, wow, I've never thought of it that way, or I've never thought that these Jews, that the Jewish people as a people have been in covenant relationship with God since long before Jesus came on the scene. Like, wow, what does that mean? You know, I think Jews, Jews, um, it's not, it's, it, being in relationship with God is not like news to the Jewish people. That's like the story of the people of Israel since the beginning of, you know, our Bible, basically. And so I think a humility there mm-hmm. and a willingness to, to kind of ask some of the tough questions rather than posturing ourselves as a sort of, we have the truth and we have the answers and we, we need to tell you about this and, you know, salvation looks like this. Um, I think those categories oftentimes are much, um, fuzzier than we would like to imagine in a world where we like to have things in neat boxes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so I'm thinking as you're talking about Romans, um, that we, as a Gentile, as John and I are Gentiles, um, we're, we are the ones who are grafted in. Um, and I think that's an, also an important attitude to have, um, is that we're the adopted kids. Uh, in yes. the family. And that doesn't make mm-hmm. us any less kids. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like I feel like I'm less than, but it's just mm-hmm. that's what it, that's what God's word tells us is that we're the ones that have been grafted mm-hmm. in. So, I mean, our mm-hmm. time's almost up, but um, how do I, from my own personal perspective, my uh, the thing that holds me back is when I'm talking to people who are Jewish, I often feel like I, I would like to learn more, but I feel like I'm kind of trespassing or I'm, hmm. do you know what I mean? I'm doing something mm-hmm. inappropriate or improper. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah, it does. And I think, again, I mean, I think that a, a Jewish person wants to be treated like any person. And I think curiosity and questioning and, and really pointing to the overlap that is so often ignored between Judaism and Christianity. I mean, I think the key question is, coming back to what I said at the beginning, like, how can we think about the Christian gospel in a way that's good news to the Jewish people, to say, like, you're, you know, and I don't imagine that either of you does this, but I've met people who do, like, you're going to hell and all of your ancestors are in hell unless you make this decision for Jesus Christ. Like, oh you know, that's not good news for no. the Jewish people, right? Mm-hmm. That's, I've heard that preached before, really? and it's 
you know, that's a, that's a problem for anybody, but especially if we're talking about the covenant people of God, like, oh my goodness, that's, that's not good news. And so to, I think questioning, I think, I think Jews would be happy to share their faith uh, with a with a curious, interested, humble Christian who doesn't have ulterior motives, and, and as I said, I think that's the question to really wrestle with: What does it look like for the gospel to be good news for the Jewish people, yes. as opposed to this gospel that's kind of bad news for the Jewish people? Right. And so, with that, Jen, it requires a measure of sensitivity and subtlety mm-hmm. in this communication, does it not? Yes, absolutely. And again, not just with Jews, but maybe especially yes. with Jews. Very good. Jen, it's always a pleasure. Time's too short. We always appreciate your presence here. Thank you. So nice to be here. Thank you. Our pleasure. Jen Rosner from Fuller Theological Seminary, uh, issues related to Jewish evangelism. I mean, who knew, right? It's very, very interesting. I've always been kind of cynical towards advertising, which I know doesn't make much sense considering I'm currently recording a commercial. It's all the fluffy words that make us cynical, right? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, a blue light special, but only, of course, if you call right now. It all kind of makes me nauseous, and yet here I am about to say that right now actually might be a -a once-in-a-lifetime moment for some of us, and that is the opportunity of a cash-out refinance. Arguably never has there been a moment in time like the last few years where home values have jumped at crazy historical levels, leaving all this extra money sitting inside our homes. A cash-out refinance lets you put that extra money in your pocket to use for life. If you'd like to see your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. We pay $1,000 of your closing costs on new home purchases and up to $500 of your appraisal fees on all refinances. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York, MLS number 1330, Department of Banking, Mortgage Lender License number 22672. If you belong to a club, I think it's fair to presuppose that the effort of joining that club and then showing up for whatever the activities or events were, that you were in line with the mission statement of the club. Mm. You think? Club, organization, team. Church. Whatever that is. School. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you went to a Christian college, wherever you are in your walk, in some ways you would have to presuppose that the majority, the large majority of people around you were Christians and had some form of a relationship with Jesus. Now, having that said and done, I would think that it would give you a freeing aspect in your life. Is that fair right, to say? You would feel secure in that, you mean? Yes. Well, I think that's probably true. But I also think that as much as you're looking for that in other people, you would have to be bringing that yourself to the table. Your faith. Your faith. Your relationship. Your relationship. Your boldness. And your willingness to share it with somebody else. Be in uh, communion, have, look for a significant relationship. I believe that happens daily. At Grove City College. Look online at gcc.edu. Grove City College, Christ Centered. You could win $5,000 and bless an organization with $5,000 in your name when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Go to wordfm.com to enter. That's wordfm.com. 
ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Clouds breaking for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 50. Tomorrow, expect mostly cloudy skies with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm in the afternoon. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 70. Plenty of clouds with rain and a thunderstorm tomorrow night. Then a leftover shower. It'll be mild with a low of 56. Wednesday, a little morning rain, otherwise cloudy skies and a high of 62. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. sense does what make sense supplements vitamins mm-hmm. no no it's a waste of money <laughs> it's a waste of money it's fish oil multivitamins it's a scam it's just a billion dollar just take your money and throw it out the car window What's it do for you? And can you prove that it's doing anything good for you? Can you prove that it's not doing anything good for you? That's the problem. I think you probably can. I think you probably can. I think it. You've I'm, never had taken a vitamin you like your whole life. No, no, I've taken vitamins. Okay. Are you currently taking vitamins? No, no. I haven't taken one in years. Because you left them behind. No, my, you outgrew it. No, it just. I, my wife, she's she's doing all that. She's got like, you know, the little pack of things. And yeah. She's healthy. Uh-huh. I'm not doing it. I'm here today. Uh-huh. I mean, I may drop when I walk out of here. Yeah. But I just, I think it's, no, I just think it's a waste. Mm-hmm. You think it makes sense? I'm not sure. Oh, no, come on. You, okay, but well, here's the thing. It's, it's called, I'm does this make sense? I'm trying to be honest. Does it make sense? I take I take multivitamins every day, and I take calcium and vitamin D every day of my life. So yes, I want to think it makes sense, Christy. Th- She's I, nodding behind me. I think if, if you're not, if you have have like a Listen, fairly there, healthy diet, there are people diet, who are going to drive off the road because they're so into their supplements. Well, I think if you're eating a fairly healthy diet, you're getting what you need. Now, I'm not saying if you're like in very, very poor health or there are special circumstances, but just regular people, no, it doesn't make any sense. I think you're a little too certain about it, but move on. Does this make sense? An expandable hose. You mean one of those those little spring hoses? Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, and yes. Oh, you seem pretty certain about that. I've had one for more than 10 years. What? It's the same one. Now, see, here's the problem. I've had the same one all that time. Because I've had two. The first one, I used it. I loved it. Got a hole in it. It didn't make any sense to me then because I was down like 60 bucks. Mm -hmm. So the next year, I went out and bought a second one. I've had it two years. I like it. The problem is making, reeling it up. Don't you think? It's a big old jumbled mess. I'm going to buy one of those rolling things, you know, the reel. Well. What about, mine just sits on a shelf, like a cast iron shelf that's mounted to the house, and so it just lays in there. Oh, in I don't circular. have a shelf. You need the shelf, John. Okay. I'll tell you, I'll, right now, the shelf makes sense. Supplements don't make sense. Expandable hose? I think so. A good one makes sense. 101.5 WORD. I won! I won! Yes! 
and we want you to win, too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes updates. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes updates, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe. If a super flexible schedule, great benefits, paid time off, and a signing bonus sound good, consider NAMS Transportation. NAMS has provided safe transportation to northern Allegheny County and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years. Van drivers start at $17 an hour, sedan drivers at $14 an hour, plus a $2,000 signing bonus for part-time drivers and a $4,000 signing bonus for full-time. Must be 25 or older, no CDL required. Call 412-406-8611 today. Here at the Original Mattress Factory, offering the best value for our customers has always been the key to our success. Our factory direct business model is straightforward. We hand build our products with the best materials in our own factories and sell them directly to you, eliminating the middleman. This allows you to get a better product at a better price than mainstream retailers. Visit our factory in Pittsburgh on Freeport Road to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. OriginalMattress.com Few purchases are more personal than a mattress. There is no such thing as a one-size-fits-all mattress that can meet everyone's needs. At the Original Mattress Factory, we know that your comfort and support preferences are unique, so our team is committed to helping you find the right fit for you. With our no-pressure shopping experience, you can take all the time you need and make a purchase when you're ready. Visit an OMF location today to experience the original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Eager to continue your theological learning or engage more deeply with Scripture? Enroll as a non-degree or certificate student and take Greek or Hebrew online this summer at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Apply by May 20th. Visit pts.edu slash admit. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. The Left Behind books or Frank Peretti's books, This Present Darkness, Piercing the Darkness. Uh, I got to be honest. Uh, it had never really appealed to me. Hmm. Interesting. It was something that I was like, eh. Well, you see, I, I, I kind of look at it like Marvel Comics. Okay. Well, first off, that's an insult it's to the, Marvel Comics. It's the same thing. What do you mean it's an insult to Marvel Comics? Piercing the Darkness, from what I read, was like, and, and Left oh, Behind. Oh, wait. I thought you were talking about Left Behind. Left, left Behind and those. Piercing. No, I think they're very different. Well, they are the same cultural influence. Uh, I don't same think evangelical worldview. No. What? I don't think so. I really don't. I think Left Behind um, appeals to a one particular brand of Christian, Christian. eschatology. 
This with is gigantic. End times, yeah, end times theory. I bet you those books have sold millions of copies. Not nearly as many, I bet, as Frank Peretti's books really? did. I, I'm, that is a guess. That is a total guess. I am not, I am not quoting any numbers there, but I bet you um, that Frank Peretti's books were more universally accepted, accepted. and read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we saw an article in Vox. We follow Vox because a friend of ours, Lisa Wilkinson, is the film critic at Vox. Uh, she grew up uh, in the evangelical church from, from an early age. Uh, and she and two of her friends who also work at Vox, also evangelical Christians, sat down and talked about Frank Peretti. The, uh, the headline is, Revisiting the Christian Fantasy Novels That Shaped Decades of Conservative Hysteria. Now, to be fair... Uh, all three women, different places in their walk. I believe that Alyssa, Alisa, as she joins us, she's still a believer. And I think probably in this piece, drilled down the most succinct and deeply about the culture and her reading of the oh, Frank yeah. Peretti books. I mean, Alyssa's a solid believer. There's yeah. no question about that. And she's a writer. And she's a writer. And she's used to the kind of analysis that you would need to be a good film critic. Mm-hmm. It's the same type of analysis she's bringing to this. What's really fascinating about Alyssa is that she grew up in a home where they didn't have a television set and rarely watched movies. But she makes her living as a film critic and in many ways a cultural critic. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if we're talking about Frank Peretti books, there are two in particular, This Present Darkness and Piercing the Darkness, both of which sit on my bookshelf at home. Um, Hardback or paper? Paper. And uh, I've read them both twice. What age? Uh, I was in college when I read them. And they were extremely formative in the entire Christian subculture I was in. Really? There was not one person I knew who did not read them. No kidding. They were, it was... This was when you were in college? Yes. Angels and demons. Now, it might have been, this present darkness may have come out when I was in high school. But anyway, it was in that era. It was in... Was it uh, mid-90s? No, it was the late 80s. Well, I would, for me, I think it was the late 80s that they came out. Um, They, so, if you, if first of all, I have to say that I think Frank Peretti is a good writer, and he certainly can write a gripping tale. I think Frank Peretti's best books are the ones he wrote for young adults. Um, He's been a guest on our show a couple times. He's a very engaging person. Yes, he is. With a great sense of humor and everything. Um, But those books were a shot in the arm to anyone who was from a Pentecostal background. Anybody who thought that prayer, uh, healing, that spiritual warfare was daily and minute by minute and mm-hmm, regular mm-hmm. and we needed to be aware of it. Anybody who's from that perspective, that was like, I mean, it was right. like all of their dreams came true in those two books because spiritual that's really warfare. what they are. Right. Yeah. And what I love about it, again, not You never having, read those. I did not. I yeah. have no – yeah. It's just not something I'm interested in. If you, if you were a Christian then, you would have read them. Really? Because I seriously didn't know anybody who hadn't read them. Okay, so in the article that I'm reading, all three of the of the young people, young women, young people, as soon as I think I'm 90. Well, Alyssa's not, I mean, Alyssa's probably 40 years old. You think? I think so. I thought she was early, younger than that. Obviously, a deeply... Uh, a deep impression was made, and all three talk about the battles of good versus evil, angels and demons, mm-hmm. and how that shaped their worldview, and how they still, even 
where they are right now in their walk and their age see these battles everywhere in one form or another. Fair assessment? Yes. I also think that what I remember, and I haven't read those books in decades, so it's not like I have all of the themes of it like right at my fingertips, but what they did for me was uh, give a lot of weight to the institutions around me that mm-hmm. were trying to – that were controlled by demonic forces and looking to pull the Christian away. Right. Okay. So knowing what you know now, would you read them again and would you enjoy them? Because I, I read this and I go – I've missed something here. Now, I do believe in angels and demons mm-hmm. and the spiritual battles that go on in this world. But to hear, to read the, these three people talk about this, I go, uh, would that be worth my Probably while? Probably not. Why? First off, my guess is that they would seem dated. That's just my guess. Looking back, that's not that's uh, not an informed opinion. But you're asking me off the on the yeah, fly. Yeah, sure. Is it worth your while? I mean, any book is worth your while. I don't. No, no, that's I, not true. Well, I mean, you're right. Twilight was dumb. No, no. Most a lot of books are just you go. <laughs> not wasting. My, how many times you read a book and you go, I'm f- sixty pages or a hundred pages into this, and I'm just going to put it aside. I never do that. Oh, I do. I never don't oh, finish I, a book. What you never not no. finish a book? Except Life's too short. Brothers K, which I still haven't finished. Oh, I feel see, badly there you about go. That, right? I that's, feel badly about it because I like would a like marker. to finish it. I need to finish it. No, uh, there are many times. I'm not wasting my time. No, I mean, I, so I would read anything. I, I think you can benefit what? from anything you read. Yeah, I mean, why not? It's, it's just so it it's, gives you a window into. Do you see the books that come our way? Well, that's a good point. I'm glad you told us that. We do we do get a lot of books here that I wouldn't read. And not to disparage anyone's no. efforts, but no, at the same no. time, I, life is short. Yeah, you only have so much time. So no, I wouldn't recommend you read them, but I do think that the one of the points – oh, she's 39. Thank you, Christy. Um, one of the points that um, I think they're making in the article, which is interesting to me, is that if you grew up like I did, read those books like I did, and took the idea of demonic – influence in institutions trying to pull Christians away from the faith seriously, you end up with a lot of the fear-based politics, politics that we have now in the church. Oh, that's fascinating. Okay. So then that could be the – if you were 20-something in the 80s and now you see yourself as a 40-something here in the 20s. Mm-hmm. right? I mean, or a 50-something. Right. You could shape your worldview. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's so. That's yeah. So so everything that the books paint a tale of of there just being a cataclysmic battle that is constantly happening. But the angels have and, won. Uh, yeah, and there are very beautiful passages I remember about about angelic victory and the primacy of Jesus. And Frank Preddy's a serious believer. It's not like he's some no, fly no, by some night guy. No, of course no, not. I, I don't I don't mean to say that. But it certainly does you I, I think you can see how people take political things incredibly seriously, life or death, and approach the issue with this this sentence, which I know you're going to be familiar with. Well that's frightening.
Mm-hmm. How many times have you heard that? Sure, many times. Well, well, that's just scary. That's frightening. Now, there is no fear in Jesus being on the throne. No. Okay, there is no, no fear. So if that is your go-to, well, that's frightening, then you need to acquaint yourself with the risen, victorious Jesus and get away from, that. this is my read, get away from whatever books or media you're inducing, which is getting you to that fear place. At the same time, you hear people say, well, I, I, I can't wait until I'm in heaven. Right, I, I get we, we all should say that, right? Yeah, but I still want to be here, right? Yeah, and you want to be... There's beauty yes, and well there worth... there is beauty here. There's incredible yes. things here. Yeah. But the battle's already been won. And, but, I mean, the scriptures tell us our battle is not against flesh and blood, no. but is against the powers and principalities of this dark world. That's where he got the idea for the book. Mm-hmm. But the book is fiction. The book is not scripture. But I'm telling you, the impact of those two books was so In your outside, peer group. unbelievably huge, really? unbelievably huge. In many ways, good, not in every way. Well, I don't know. I'm gonna... Let's have Alyssa on talk about it. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. And I'm curious about our listeners. What they're, I mean, people are calling right now and talk about this. Um, Do we have some time after we come back? Just no, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Well, I mean, just the idea about Frank Peretti and his books and, you know. You know what? Maybe, can we set aside some, let's talk to Alyssa. We'll, right. we'll bring her on the show and then we'll set aside some time. She, I think she, is, is it this week she's with us? I, I don't think know. she might be. Yes. This oh, anyway, we'll set darkness. aside some time to open up the phones and hear what people have to say about it. All right. We'll take a quick break. Come back. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy. We're Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. Word FM. Addiction is a disease that does not discriminate. At Recovery Centers of America, we see its impact on people from all walks of life. Every day, a mom or dad drinking too much every night, an athlete hiding a pill addiction, a healthcare professional or first responder dealing with work-related trauma through substance use, a young adult who started the party in college and hasn't been able to stop. In the past year, over 100,000 people in the U.S. died from overdoses, including many from our local community. If you're hearing this and you think you're different, that you have have a habit and not an addiction. I want you to hear this message and challenge your relationship with alcohol and drugs. If you are struggling, there is a solution. We can help you today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. At Recovery Centers of America, we will answer your call 24-7. Many of us personally understand your pain and we will work with you to determine the best treatment option that fits your needs. In our care, our medical and clinical experts will help you achieve recovery. Don't wait to get help. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's one 1- 888 Eager to continue your theological learning or engage more deeply with Scripture? Enroll as a non-degree or certificate student and take Greek or Hebrew online this summer at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Apply by May 20th. Visit pts.edu slash admit. If you owe the IRS back taxes, then get ready to pay up. The IRS has giant private collection agencies actively tracking down folks who owe the IRS. So if you think dodging them was stressful in the past, it's going to get a whole lot tougher. Optima Tax Relief has this advice. Don't wait. Solve your tax problems now before it's too late. Optima Tax Relief works to stop the demand letters, stop the aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS collectors from targeting you. Ask Optima about the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest 
breaks the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. And nobody knows this program better than they do. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and they get results. Having resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get a fresh start. Call today for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On June 1st, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Enter the Kindness Challenge today at wordfm.com. Sharing sides is good. Getting enough so you don't have to? That's finger licking good. Choose three large KFC sides, like secret recipe fries, or creamy mac and cheese with eight pieces of tenders or fried chicken when you get KFC's Side Lover's Meal. Order now on the KFC app. Prices of participation may vary. We um, went to Costco yesterday. Now, you were so excited... You wanted a Costco membership for the longest time. Mm. Your wife didn't want that. Didn't. Then you got one as a gift at Christmas mm. from your son. Yep. And you were like, oh my gosh. Then it was like you'd entered the promised land. Yeah. Okay. Then after a couple months, you were overcome, you were overcome with regret. Mm. And then all of a sudden you were disparaging your initial desire to have a membership in the first place. Well, that's about it in a nutshell. It's <laughs> really about it. It is. I mean, so it's one of those things. Be careful what you ask for. Yeah. Right? I was like, oh, geez. Okay. Oh. Are you in a health, when you were there over the weekend, were you in a healthy place? Yeah, I'm a pretty healthy it? place. Yeah. I okay. mean, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like going into the casino. You have to be careful. You know, how much am I going to spend? Because yeah, yeah. you know what, today, holy smokes, you could fall off a cliff. For sure. I, mean, I see people in the Costco with this massive, massive, their carts overflowing. Mm-hmm. You must be spending $2,000. Right. A lot of those people, though, don't you think, are buying for a little league? The team. end of the world. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking like an organization. I that don't think so. For. I don't know. It seems to me like husband and wives, like doing their shopping. I mean, really. Okay, are you to the place where you're buying the same things every time you oh, go? Oh, yeah. yeah. See, that's why we go. That's why we go to Sam's. Pretty much, yeah. Is we have the same like ten things that we buy. But again, I had to be so careful because as soon as I what walk, tempts you? Street tacos. As soon as I walk in, I go, oh, look, there's street tacos. What, are, what, do, you, what do you mean street tacos? Well, they sell like, you know, like the long. They you know, do? Yeah, and it's everything, everything's all together <gasps> for 15 bucks. What? And oh. you can make your own at home? Like in two seconds. <gasps> they're delicious. And there's there's two different sauces. There's limes. No. There's soft tacos. Oh, and the, my. And the taco meat is like, <gasps> it's fabulous. And we get multiple meals out of them. I love that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But then, of course, you walk. How about like when you go into like where the produce is, and I'm seeing like you know gigantic, beautiful bunches of asparagus, or the you know I mean the charcuterie thing. Yeah. I mean that's unto that's the fish. I mean the salmon. I mean I got look at the the beef. Holy smokes! I'm like I have to be so careful. You know what I've done? I've put things back. Uh-huh. I'm assembling, and I go that's too much. No, no, put something back. Mm-hmm. Now my refrigerator. And now it's, it's now it's not big enough. You need a bigger gigantic. refrigerator. There's so much in there. I'm like, so I feel like you know I'm I'm very grateful, but I'm also feeling kind of guilty, right? 
it, it just it's too much to bear. Now, uh, did you have you heard about cooking oil? What about cooking oil? Okay, I'm going to say this. So, uh, you know, everything is, you know, Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. They're saying cooking oil now will be, you know, in short supply. Oh, because of wheat, wheat yes, production. Right. So, you better I mean, I don't want to be that guy. It's, oh, so it, now you're going to be stockpiling cooking oil. I bought a couple of bottles. I fell for that at Christmas about cream cheese. Remember that? <laughs> cream, cream cheese. I, I never eat cream pe- cheese. People said the cream cheese apocalypse What'd you buy? <laughs> I still have nine. Oh, my God. Nine? My, nine. And by this time, it has to be bad, right? I don't know. I bought a... Cooking oil doesn't go out. It's not going to go bad. No. You're lucky. I'm good. Is the end of the world's coming? I'm glad you weren't obsessing over over the Philadelphia. Thank you, Costco. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.